Hey guys, welcome back to Agree to Disagree. And based on what we're about to talk about, I can tell you we're going to disagree a whole lot. I'm your host, uh, Maybe Noah not Sh as much as you think. I don't know about that. I'm Noah Schwartz alongside Dean Gutick, Aiden Chard, and Jack Acello, as always. We've got a packed show today. We're going to talk all about the NBA Finals as the Los Angeles Lakers are NBA champions. We'll talk about LeBron versus MJ. We'll talk about uh, some NFL news coming up after last week, and we'll talk about the MLB playoffs. So let's begin with the NBA Finals. The Lakers are champions, as I just said. They won game six on Sunday night to become champs. LeBron James won finals MVP. Jack, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts after the Lakers hang banner number 17 in Staples Center? Well, first off, I just want to say two things. Uh, obviously, uh, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers, a well-deserved championship. They played well all season. They came together well. And the LeBron and AD duo was definitely a success. Next thing I want to say before I get into what I thought about it, uh, like, I've, like I've been saying, my, the Miami Heat absolutely have nothing to be ashamed of. I hope they walked out with their heads held high. They will be back. They made it further than nobody expected. And that series should have been a sweep. They forced it to six games, and it could have been possibly seven. But you never – it could have been seven. But they came up a little short. They have a great – they have a bright future with a bunch of young talent. They will be fine for the future, so kudos to Miami. But back to the Lakers. Like I said, this was pretty much a season as soon as uh, – as soon as the bubble, as soon as they entered the bubble, they had the top seed. They, the seeding games they pretty much just used as tune-ups. They didn't really have to fight for anything, so that probably helped them out. They took it easy. Then in the in the they were once the seeding game started, they were completely. I'm sorry, not like the scrimmages. I meant they took it easy in those. Then once the seeding game started, they completely tuned it up. They were clearly the best team in the bubble throughout. Um, LeBron James definitely played. He played phenomenal on this entire playoff run. They were very dominant. They played. It was the first round. It was it went five. Second round, it went the first three rounds. It went five games through each, and then they won the finals in six. They pretty much with the Bucks and with the Bucks and uh, Clippers eliminated. There really was nobody, honestly, in my opinion, who had the talent or capability of taking them down. So it was pretty much if they lost, it would have been considered an absolute failure at that point. So, but it wasn't. They got the job done. And LeBron's got another ring. And I firmly believe now LeBron, without a shadow of a doubt, if there was any, I mean, I already thought this before, but if there was any doubt about it, he is now definitely the, the n number two in, in, in terms of NBA greats. I, I have to agree with you on something you said there, Jack. Um, you know, I think the Bucks. you're right that the Bucks and the Clippers had probably the best chance of taking down the Lakers. Um, I mean, you know, you, you look at the final standings and the Heat are – the second best team in the league, but, uh, and, and they did beat the Bucks, but that doesn't always necessarily mean they're a better team. The Bucks were still a great team. And I think they just had that superstar power. That is what somebody needed to defeat the, uh, the Lakers. I, I think as soon as, as soon as the Clippers went down, everybody knew it was going to be the Lakers. It didn't yeah. matter who it was from the East. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just kind of, yeah. The, the 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 first nail in the coffin was the Bucks. The last one was the Clippers. Absolutely. So congratulations to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, although, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a perfect series for them. They did not look great in a couple of the games. Uh, but you can't fault them for that. Everybody has their down games. Um, and Jack, exactly like you said, um, you know, the Heat have nothing to be ashamed of right now. They played 
how many people expected them to make it to the playoffs? Probably not a lot. Five to one odds in the preseason. I know, I know zero people expected them to make it to the finals. Yeah, nobody, barely anybody expected them to make the playoffs, uh, much less even get the five seed. And then making it from the five seed into the finals, that is incredible. They beat, they beat two teams that could have won the, cha- that could have won the championship, you know? Um, and so the, the Heat played out of their minds. I think if they get a true superstar, like Jimmy Butler is great, but he's not, a, he's not like a superstar. They need a guy who can um, score 30 every night. They good, what? They need, a, they need a consistent score, like a guy who could drop 30. Exactly, night, exactly, night exactly. Yeah. No, so if they can get that. They'll. Be I mean, good. the you know, you gotta say, Miami. Sorry, no. Um, Miami. If you're Miami, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Miami is is in the best position possible after making the finals. That I believe they have enough cash space to go for another superstar. Yeah, or have enough assets to save up for Giannis. My yeah, Miami has everything they can on the. Ta- they have everything on the table to get another superstar. Miami. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that they were going to be a sixth seed in the East before the year, and I didn't think they were going to make the finals, so I'll own up to that. But Miami beat the Celtics. I'm sorry, Aiden. They beat the they did. Milwaukee Bucks, who, you know, they were the favorites out of the East and one of the few contenders. They, of course, they swept the Pacers. The Heat had a great year, but the Lakers were just too dominant, and Aiden said it best. Once the Bucks and Clippers were out, that yeah. was it. There was going to be no one to challenge the Lakers. No, so just as you guys all said, absolutely kudos to Miami, but this was about what the Lakers did. And that's really what this series boiled, boiled down to because when you have the two best players on the floor, if they play up to standard nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, you're going to win that series. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we saw. LeBron James, and you guys all know, he was outstanding in this series. For a 35-year-old guy in year 17 – coming off another long season of all these games he was involved in, coming off all these years of long playoff runs, nine finals now in 10 years. And he goes out and scores 30, ever averages 30, 11, and nine in the finals. And then his star teammate goes out and averages uh, 25 in the finals. Like, they were just so great. And they really didn't have any answers for the two of them because as much as Jimmy Butler played great and Tyler Hero had great moments and Duncan Robinson shot the lights out, they just couldn't stop these two dudes. And this is what's going to happen next year and going forward in this league. If, if people don't have answers for Anthony Davis and LeBron James, there's no telling how many championships these two might win together. They, they are really an all-time talented duo. They really are. They're, they're a talented duo, but, you know, if I'm going to be honest, I, I, I'm, I don't respect the win as much as I would have respected a win from a team like Miami. I've always been the type yeah, of person I, I don't like. I don't like teams that just kind of buy their way to championships. You know, Golden State. Well, wait, 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 wait. Miami brought in Jimmy Butler. That's the same thing. They brought in Jim, Jimmy Butler. Is not the same thing as LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But they okay. But they still had to make roster upgrades and yeah, you have to upgrade. You have to upgrade your roster. But you know, I I I always just respect a championship a, a lot more when it's when it's a a team of. Uh, equal stars or you know it's it's a team where one guy came in and they were the one to elevate it to the championship caliber Um, that's lebron james except that no that team was awful before lebron james got there he got there he and he strong-armed he strong-armed his way to to manage the team to trade everybody for ad 
and that's what got them to the championship. No, no, no. There's but Aiden just said that, Aiden just said he wants them to be do well. He, Aiden just said he wants the, the a star that comes in to elevate everybody else around them and change them into a championship team. Right? That's what you just said. Yeah. Didn't LeBron yes. James just do that? No, he didn't because he didn't elevate the team. He, he could, didn't elevate the team. We LeBron changed the team first before AD. Even we did. thought we saw it in 2018. How how awful were those Lakers? They were not good. He didn't anything, elevate them, so we traded away the entire team and brought in another. Well, he was hurt star. the whole. If, if, if anything, AD made games. the Lakers stronger. AD made the Lakers more of a contender. Made the had they they gained more star power from the AD trade. No, well, of like, course they did, but LeBron had to come in here, deal with an organization that didn't have a real coach. Luke Walton was awful. They had a totally inept front office. Rob Polenka was was on the on the you know on the hot seat. People thought he was going to be gone. Magic Johnson was in and out. They had all these young ta- all these young talented players that didn't fit, and he had to make sure everyone could co- could combine together to to form a championship roster. He had to. He had to be the one that had to talk to AD and get him under Clutch Sports' name and say, hey, why don't you come here? And then once he had AD, obviously he was the one that was very involved with Polinka and AD to get Rondo back and sign JaVale and sign Dwight and, and bring Caruso and all these other players that played huge roles for them. I mean, how else do you get players like that gonna, to be your role players if you don't I have mean, a I'm championship? Just, I'm saying, like, I'm not, I'm not saying the Lakers didn't deserve it, and I'm not trying to throw any hate on them and say they didn't deserve the championship. They did. They played phenomenally this season. Um, but it's the same thing with, like, with the Yankees. The reason the Yankees have won 27 World Series isn't because they're a better team. It's because they have more money. They can pay millions of dollars to bring every superstar in the league to their team, you know? And, and I know it's different in a sport with a salary cap where there are actual, you know, punishments for paying too much money. But, you know, you, and, and yes, there were solid improvements on the Lakers from before LeBron to now and players who, who improved over the last two seasons. But it's just the fact that, you know, Le- LeBron is, has darted around so many times. I, I respected him when he, was, when he went back to Cleveland, when he went back to a team that was not very good because it was his, it was a, his original team, the team that wanted him at first. I just didn't, I didn't respect the fact that he went to Los Angeles because he knew they were going to be able to get big guys. He knew they were going to be able to build a team around him that would give him another championship. Yeah, well, you know? I get what Aiden's trying to say. What you're trying to say is, like, LeBron, he really didn't elevate, um, like, at first, I'm saying, with the young talent. Like, he didn't, he, Aiden's saying he would have liked, like, if LeBron came in and with the team he had, with the young guys, like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and all them. If he but that was never the goal. But okay, I understand that, but I'm saying what Aiden is saying. Aiden wanted him to come in and kind of do what Jimmy Butler did with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Van Adebayo. He, he elevated them and made them better and turned them into a championship caliber team. LeBron had to trade all of them away. I'm not saying that's a wrong thing, but I'm saying that that's what Aiden is saying, yeah. right? It's, and it's not to the level of like Kevin Durant to the, to the Warriors. Like yeah, that's, that's a complete, no, that's, Lakers, that's to a whole other level. Going to the Lakers you know? never a snake move. I never liked that he went to the Lakers because I kind of thought, it really wasn't the best basketball choice. That was my opinion. I th- felt he had other focuses when he signed with the Lakers. That's why I didn't love that so- when he signed there. It kind of annoyed me because of that. Felt what like- are you saying now, Jack? You know, it's like, it was like. Oh, it worked out. I'm just saying, come on. You even, you've even told me. Don't even deny that. You even said you didn't want him to go to the Lakers. You wanted I didn't. I didn't. But once he got there, he had, to, he had to basically reignite a whole franchise that had been dormant for seven years and totally turn everything yeah. around. And, and he, he did. did. I didn't take and that person involved. He provided the spark and, you know, Kobe, I, I will say Kobe's death, I think provided a big spark to that team, a big motivator uh, to that team. Like we got to do it for Kobe now. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
and that definitely helped them. I'm not saying they wouldn't have won without that, uh, but you know, just just kind of having that reason to win makes it a whole lot, whole lot. They played better. with the motive. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was kind of funny. I love. I liked in LeBron's. Well, I mean, I know I'm. I'm just laughing. This is just my joke. I'm mainly upset this because I want to see Noah's reaction. Um, when LeBron was talking, like in his in, like the interview when he was accepting the Finals MVP, they're talking about. What did what did it take to like get Anthony Davis here? He's like, you know, I had to I had to talk to him and bring him here to teach him how to win. It's like I'm just saying, yeah, to teach him how to sell out, like what he did to his own team. Ugh. I'm not calling him. I'm not calling him. Yeah, no, him a no, complete no, eighty's not sellout. Eighty's not I actually think that. And by the way, you guys will. I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but and and you mentioned Kevin Durant, Aiden, but. You guys have seen this Laker team play now for about, what is it, 80, 90 games almost. And obviously they were the best team this season. But when you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie coming back and you have Clay and Steph coming back, and there is going to be, I think, a, a, a different level of competition next year just in terms of how many other championship yes. contenders there are, they need to be in the market for possibly a huge upgrade at some of these spots because they, this is a veteran team, and, they, and some of their guys are declining, obviously. JaVale McGee didn't play much in the postseason. Danny Green struggled immensely. So if a guy becomes available and they can trade a Kyle Kuzma or a Talon Horton Tucker, somebody young, to possibly get a Bradley Beal or a Drew Holiday or a, a Buddy Heald, somebody like that, that's not a Kevin Durant move either because they're not far and away the most talented group because there are other teams that are – just as good or, or, or similar to them. And I think that they need to be in the market to say, let's get, let's make it up, Greg. We're a veteran team, get a little bit younger, get a little bit more dynamic for the next two, three years as we continue to make these championship type. type yeah, runs. I definitely, there, Dean, you go. And, and it's not like, you know, no, no disrespect to Lakers, but like you said, no, the competition is going to get brighter. More teams are going to be active in the market, looking for their final pieces. Um, you know, you got, a team that I like for us that's going to look, be looking for a big man and a point, uh, point guard to help run the offense. You got, you said like uh, with Katie and Kyrie coming back, you got the Warriors, Steph and Clay, who will be shooting lights out next year. The competition is going to keep on growing from here on out. And even probably even the Nuggets are going to be active in the market. You're going to have more teams that are going to be hungry next year. Even the Mavericks, Every a young team, team that that's going to keep on growing. Yeah. And also huh? it's kinda, when you look at it, when you look at it this way, when you really look at this pretty much, you can honestly say every team in the West is capable of making the playoffs. Minnesota, the two worst teams yeah. were Minnesota and Golden State, yeah. two Golden teams State that could be playoffs. Be and Minnesota is going to be interesting next Minnesota year. Minnesota has the number one pick. They, they can add a superstar to go with D'Lo and Cat. That's going to be big. The Suns, if they can add one more piece, I think like a one more minor piece, I think they can get it. I think they can sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, Portland will have a full healthy season. Memphis is definitely going to keep growing. The Pelicans. Yeah, and the, and the it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens what happens in the West this off season. But I I'm really interested in seeing the East because outside of the Bucks, there isn't a team that really stands above the rest. You know, they're 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 Brooklyn. probably like Brooklyn. five yeah, Brooklyn. teams that are all on very equal playing fields right now. With you know the the Celtics, the Bucks, the uh, Heat, the Raptors, and you could throw in the Sixers. There, and you know, they, they've too. had their fair share struggles. Brooklyn, Brooklyn too, and Brooklyn, yeah, exactly. You know, one team I am very interested in seeing, at least in the East. I think this year they could do big things, in my opinion. Well, if some of the players can develop, they could have the one of the best starting fives. I really do like the Atlanta Hawks roster. Uh, I agree. Trey, but they're not a contender. There's only five or six real contenders. They're not a contender, but they can make the playoffs. They can make it also, but in the playoffs, they're not going to win, but they can definitely make some noise. Like I think they can give a second round. In the second round, they can give a team a scare. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like with Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella, if DeAndre Hunter can develop, if Cam yeah, Reddish, 
if Cam Reddish can develop, they have a, another good center in Bruno Fernando. They got to add some veteran talent to that team this offseason. That should be the biggest priority. But I honestly think they can do it. I so like let's move on to our big topic of the day. And I know this is one that we love to talk about. That wasn't the big topic of the day. Well, this is a little bit bigger. We got Who is the greatest player to ever step foot on a basketball floor? You know we love the GOAT debate. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, time we have a text on the show, wherever we are. So, Jack, and I want to start with you on this. I know you're a Michael guy, but how close is this debate now? It definitely inches closer. But like I said, I think now LeBron is definitely number two, if there was any debate about it. I already thought he was number definitely. two. Yeah. I, yeah, but you, you know there are some people out there that would debate, Kareem, like, is it still Kareem over LeBron? You know what I'm saying. But it's definitely LeBron, number two, even though I, I already thought that. Um, it is kind of – it is weird. But it definitely got a little closer. LeBron joins elite company with, with uh, I think it was Magic, Wilt, and Michael as a 35-year-old to win finals MVP. That definitely elevates. Like Noah says, he has all the records. He has all the numbers. But just in terms of – in terms of – in terms of just clutchness and just pure like, in just a pure winning, Jordan is just way better. He's undefeated in the playoffs. He was a he's a more elite scorer. Um, like I said, he was more clutch. And also, I just look at kind of the path that Michael Jordan had to the finals. Like like this year, I mean, I know he said it. I'm not going to take anything away from the Lakers championship win, but you have to admit this was a very very easy path. They never really faced a true team that can beat them. What about Houston, though? Everybody liked Houston. I love Houston. I never loved Houston. I, I'm honestly going to say this. I always thought they were pretenders. When they got Russell Westbrook, it was a sexy move. It was a sexy signing. But when you really looked at it, he wasn't a good fit for them. Their team's all about shooting, and he can't do that. So I kind of thought that was a mistake bringing him in. And once they traded Capella, you can just see they had no shot. They were completely falling. They would have probably been the seventh seed if the, if the season didn't get shut down. That's just my opinion. I know they have a talent, but, I mean – they didn't have anybody that can go. Right, let's get back. Let's get back to this goat yeah. chat. All right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, goat chat. I, didn't, there? I didn't think they were this season. They really had a true challenge as they were getting there. So like, this was kind of the easy path for LeBron. This was like a kind of a given for a championship. And also the other thing I'm going to, well, I've said this before. My, nobody got rings at Michael Jordan's expense. I feel like everybody's gotten rings off LeBron James. So you think of all the legends he's played against. A lot of them have. The only really legends, the two legends, in my opinion, that honestly haven't gotten rings against him in his time are probably are Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden when like on OKC and this year in Houston. But you look at like Kevin Gar the the Celtics, the Celtics always got by him. The the Mavs got by him. That's another thing. Like that that Mavs title that they lost was completely on LeBron James losing that. Jordan would never have a collapse like that. And, like, so pretty much Jordan never let anybody beat him for a ring, kind of. And the last thing I'm going to say is when Even you look Spurs at all – What? Even the Spurs, too, against LeBron. Yeah, Spurs. Uh, yeah, Spurs twice. If – and well, I know Dean, Dean and I were talking about this. Ray, the, uh, the Ray Allen bailout shot. I'm sure Noah has something to say about that. But anyway – I actually don't. <laughs> but anyway, the last, the last thing I'm going to say – the last thing I'm going to say to favor Jordan, when you look at – I'm just saying, when you look – at the talent, if you could name, if you could pick, a, if you had to put Michael Jordan and LeBron James, make a five on five using all their, make a, they could make rosters of all the teammates they've had. LeBron's team would be far better. The amount of Hall of Fame talent. Oh no, it would not. Oh no, they'd be, sorry, they'd be pretty. Gonna, they'd be pretty equal. But I mean, you got. What? I'm sorry. When you look at this, I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name the starting lineups for both teams. LeBron, Michael Jordan's side is probably Ron Harper himself, Scotty, Rodman, and. 
Bill Cartwright. And what about Dennis or, or Horace Grant? Rod, said, Horace Dennis Grant. is Rodman. Or, oh, sorry, sorry. I, oh, I didn't hear you say Rodman. Okay. Anyway, so when you, I'm just saying LeBron's team, you got Kyrie, you got Dwayne Wade, you have LeBron, you could have Chris Bosh or Kevin Love, and then you have Anthony Davis. All those guys, are, that's like six Hall of Famers. And also he's played with Ray Allen, another Hall of Famer. You, Noah, you always, you all, I've heard you say plenty of times that you think Rondo and you think Rondo is a surefire Hall, Hall of Famer. And so is Dwight Howard. Yeah, exactly. Another, another guy. So, I mean, Michael Jordan's only truly played with two Hall of Famers in, in Rodman and, uh, and Pippen. I think Mike. I think LeBron has played with tons of more Hall of Fame talent. The other thing, and he's come up, and he and he has way less rings in a longer amount of time. I I don't want to talk too much, Noah. Yeah, I, 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 I will say, that talk. I'm sorry. I will but. say here that I I still believe Jordan is the greatest of all time, but I am willing to remain open to hearing about LeBron. I am not going to completely shut it off anymore. Um, but. I still believe it's Jordan and for the sole reason of, to me, in basketball, because basketball is much more of an individual sport than any other major sport, yeah, uh, major team sport. You know, basketball greatness and championships are basically the same, you know, just because a single basketball player can carry a team to a championship on their back. It can happen. It's harder in these days, but it still can happen. And six and zero oh is better than what four and six, seven. Four and six. Four and, four and six. six. You know he and Jack. Jack said it perfectly. Nobody could beat Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was unbeatable. The only time the Bulls didn't make the uh, the the only time they didn't win a championship was when Michael Jordan didn't play. Or the Pistons. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it. it, it he, he, he won six in a row, essentially. I mean, he, he had that break in the middle, but he didn't play, so it doesn't count. Six in a row. What about 95? He played. Didn't they win? No. Oh, no, they won. They came back, they, they came got, back after a year and a he, half. He came, back, he came back halfway through the season. Yeah, and they still made it to the Not to mention, and this is from the last dance, I think one of the players said it, Michael Jordan – unlike LeBron, has this drive that's insane, that is unstoppable. Oh and when he went against the Detroit, uh, Detroit, the bad boy Pistons, he was mentally tough. And he had the drive that no one could compete with, that no one can stop. So I agree with pretty much with Aiden and Jack, but I also think... Except Jordan he lost to them three drive. times. What? Except he lost to them three times. Yeah, and then and and built built himself up and beat them with the same team that he had. He was a young he was a young player when they lost the Pistons, and the Pistons at the time were the dominant team, and they were the like I said, they were the bad boy Pistons. They were the Ric Flairs of the of NBA. They were the dirtiest players in the game. Yeah, they're the dirtiest players. They beat him down. And that game, the games the game was much more physical back then. It was a lot harder to. The drive, like you always say, LeBron's the greatest driver in the basketball. I'm not gonna, I, I agree with you, but who knows if he would be if he played, if he was playing against the Pistons and those physical, physical teams. Today he gets touched. This was one of the most, well, this, he gets touched. Like I was watching one of the finals games with my dad. Um, he, LeBron was doing a drive to the basket. He did a spin move on Kelly Olenek. He tried to set for a charge. LeBron like stepped on his foot and Kelly Olenek didn't even move. It was like still as a statue and they called that a foul. Oh, yeah, I remember that call. Like that, back in the day, they punched him in the face. That wouldn't have been a foul. They were right, clotheslining so, Michael in midair. I'm going to refute a couple of the points that you guys have made yeah. throughout the last Go few minutes. Go so let me, start, let me start with what Jack said. The first thing about the clutch factor. This is the most ridiculous one to me. I hate this. 
You know LeBron has as many playoff buzzer beaters as Michael and Kobe have combined? Five. Michael and Kobe have five combined. LeBron has five on his own, including two in 2018, and then three prior uh, to that. Um, another thing that we can talk about, we always talk about, oh, he, you know, he played in the weak East. He played – well, how about the fact that he got through – not, he got through the East nine times to get to the NBA Finals. And you talk about, oh, Michael had to play this really – all these tough players and all these really tough teams. The Knicks had one Hall of Famer. The, the, uh, the Indiana Pacers had one Hall of Famer for the majority of the tenure that he played against them. Because those weren't we, super teams back then. Well, I understand. But, you, but everybody always says, oh, and I know you just talked about how, how Michael has played with, like, lesser of talent than LeBron and, and everything. Well, LeBron's had to face way more difficult – teams through his through his past. Dean was just talking about the whole thing with the Pistons. How about in 2007 when LeBron beat the Pistons, scoring 29 of the final 30 points in game five of the, of the conference finals? I mean, he did that. He's got all the records as we've talked about, Jack. You, um, you know, you talk about oh, LeBron's maybe not the greatest driver of the basketball. Who else have we seen who's that athletic and strong at six foot 10 or six foot nine, 265, 275 pounds? He's just, he's just a human freight train. And you know, you, always, you also said that, that all these other superstars in, in, in Michael's era didn't win championships. Well, Hakeem won a championship. Clyde because Drexler Michael won a championship. There. Michael wasn't even there. He, they won in 95. That's not even true. He played in 95. When Michael was half yeah, After a layoff. Well, okay, isn't that part of his legacy that he wasn't there? I mean, he was there for, for in that night at the end of the 95 season, and they still won it in that 94 and 95 year when he was actually back. The Pistons won two championships. I mean, like, there were other people that won titles in that time. And he didn't have to face the level of competition. You talked about, Jack, how this Miami team was just so terrible. Well, what about some of Michael's final, finals opponents? I mean, the, uh, the, the Jazz were pretty good. But are you going to tell me that the, that the, that the Gary Payton, Sean Kemp uh, supersonic team was, was just a, some legendary all-time great team? No, it wasn't. Like, that, you know – Michael had breaks too. LeBron, this was the first time in LeBron's career that he's had this, these, these breaks that got him to the championship and, and he was able to win it in easier fashion than he had previously. Because in 2015, he had no star teammates available. In 2007, he had no star, star teammates that existed. He's been on dysfunctional franchises for the majority of his career. Like all these other parts of it that you guys are just forgetting to mention, they're also part of the LeBron legacy. And by the time LeBron is done, he's going to have more points. He's going to have more assists, more rebounds than pretty much anyone that's ever played the game. He's going to be the all-time leading scorer, and in the playoffs, he already is. He's going to be top two in assists in the playoffs. He's going to be top five all-time in the regular season. Rebounds, he's right near there. Blocks, he's going to be near there You know, by the time he's finished. So all these different things, all NBA teams, all defensive teams, he's been on six of those, 16 all-NBA teams, 16 all-star appearances. He's done it all, and nobody's had a prime that's, that, that's gone this long. Nobody's been able to accumulate the numbers that he's been able to put up 16 years in a row of 25 points a game. He's the best passer in the league. All the things that he's, he's accomplished, Jordan did a lot in a shorter span, but LeBron's done more in a longer span. And he's four and six in the finals. He's been to 10 rather than just six. And he's going to be in more finals, I would assume. I think he's going to win at least another championship, if not multiple, or if not multiple championships going forward. And by the time he's not the best player in the world anymore, what is he going to be? 37, 38, 39? He's still the best player. And the gap between him and Kevin Durant and all the other stars is only growing. And so this is no longer a conversation. He is better than Michael Jordan, and he will only begin to grow on that legacy as he goes forward, winning more championships and, and, and accumulating just more numbers and more records. If, That's what he's going to do. If he can win two more championships, 
against the competition that is going to be the next few seasons, I will concede. I will concede to you. I well, agree. it's just but, how do you think that? Like, it's almost like going to the finals hurts your legacy. Oh, he has six finals losses. Well, at least he didn't lose earlier than you know lose three times in the first round like Michael Jordan did, or lose to the Pistons three times prior to the finals. Michael. LeBron hasn't lost. A, a playoff well, series I'm, in his own conference since 2010. That's I'm argue, insane. I'm going to argue something with you, though. It was also, it was only, I think he lost twice in the first round. LeBron never lost in the first round. You can look at Yeah, it but LeBron missed the playoffs those first two seasons. Well, Michael made it on a sub 500 record. So what do we, what do we, what do we count He was out by? the whole year. And when he came back, he dragged him into the playoffs. That, that shouldn't matter. I mean, LeBron's never been hurt. That That's another part matter. I didn't mention the durability. He's never been hurt outside of one. What is it? Two months or so stretch in his career, he's never had a major injury. One like one like he was one the second season. He missed that's the he missed probably half of it. I think he played. He, thir- I think he played like twenty games that year. About around okay, twenty fine. games. Whatever, whatever the number is, that was his only major injury for his career. So there, there are a lot of things that you know we 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 give Jordan credit. I think for things that he doesn't necessarily do, or things that LeBron has also done, like the whole clutch factor, like the Mamba mentality you know, whatever you want to des- des- describe that as LeBron's done all those things. He's had the buzzer beaters. He's had the historical moments. He's had the huge shots. He just doesn't get shown on sports center in the way that Michael's, you know, pumping his fist and making the shot over Byron Russell. It doesn't get shown in that same way for whatever reason, because we all want to hold on to this mythical figure that is, that is Michael Jordan, but LeBron's done all those things. They just don't get recognized in the same manner. They just don't. He wants his damn respect too. All right, let's move on. All right, yeah, let's do that. There'll never, be, there'll never be a true answer to that. We can argue all we want. No, we'll never come up with a solution. True. Uh, all right, let's go on to the NFL. Sorry, I got a little heated there. You know I do. Good. It's good. Um, let's start with the biggest game, I think, of the Sunday slate. Cowboys-Giants. Awful injury, Dak Prescott. Uh, let's have Aiden, who's wearing the Eagles jersey, so I guess that's a little related. Let's have you start with what your thoughts on – are on, um, that, on that Dak injury I'm gonna, and that game. I, I want to start by saying to everybody watching, don't worry, I'm not an Eagles fan. I just wanted a new jersey, and I stole one from my brother. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, so, what a game. First of all, uh, you know, I think this shows the – I'll, I'll get to Dak in a minute, but this shows the holes in the Cowboys' defense more than anything. This was the worst offense in the league by every metric. You know, the, the, the Giants suck. They don't have a pass game. They don't have a run game. Their O-line is abysmal. And they still put up 34 points and almost won against the Cowboys. That being said, this also shows how, uh, how important a backup quarterback is in football. You know, without Andy Dalton, the Cowboys don't win this game. Um, so... I want to talk about Dak a little bit. Um, obviously, it was a terrible injury. Uh, I've heard that the surgery was successful, so that's good to hear. Um, I hope he comes back soon. I don't think he's going to come back for this season. Um, no shot. But once he's out, you know, maybe, maybe if they make the Super Bowl. It feels. I feel awful for Dak Prescott playing on the franchise tag. This was his season. He was balling out to start the season. This was his year to prove to everybody that he was worth the contract that he was asking for. Um, You know, he probably wasn't going to be getting that 40 million a year contract, but he was going to be getting a big contract at the end of this season. And there's a chance that he could 
not even get one at the end yeah. of this year. This is uh, Shannon Sharp said it best. Um, this is why I hate the franchise tag. Yeah, I always say that. A man that, a man that I thought was having a brilliant year, though we criticize and we bash him, that you know he's a warrior. He's always tried to come back in games, try to get the Cowboys back in it. This is a man that was having a prove it year, and he and on a franchise tag. But now that he's injured, he's not going to be able to prove it anymore, and he might not even get a contract. The question is now, of course, you know, you've seen the Alex Smith injury. You've seen the Derek Carr injury. Uh, Joe Theismann tweeted about the Dak injury. Um, where does Dak go from here? Does Dak come back the same player as he was before? Because injuries like this are really tough to come back from. And I think it'll be very interesting to see how Dak Prescott comes back after injury. Yeah, definitely it's going to be interesting. Um I just want to say, Dak. I've always, I've always praised Dak. I'm a, I've always, I've always liked Dak. I've always been on the positive side. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does. And all, like Noah always says, he plays probably the most criticized. He's probably the most criticized, one of the most criticized. Critic. He plays one of the most criticized positions in all sports, being the cow, the the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. That is a hard thing to do. And he takes all the, he takes all the heat, and he takes everything that comes with it. He never complains. I don't blame him for wanting his money. You got to do what you have to do. You got to put food on the table for your family. So I always respected him for what well, I always, and I'm never going to take anything away from a guy who wants to go out and prove that he's worth something. So I always respected him for that. Um, it's just such a shame that this happened. Like, like Aiden said, he was having a phenomenal season last year. He also had a great season. I think close to 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. He was off to another great start. I think, I think before he got injured, before going going into that game against the Giants, I think he was ahead of Kurt Warner's Kurt Warner's pace in uh, in 2000 or 2001 in terms of yardage. So he was. I think he was going to go for over 6,000 on this pace. Yeah, he was on pace like yeah. for some crazy. It's never thing. been done. Yeah, but this is just such a shame. I hope I wish Dak a speedy recovery. I hope he gets another shot to prove it, and hopefully he can get his money. I hope Jerry Jones for everything Dak has done for the Cowboys. I hope Jerry Jones. Uh, does the right thing and he gives even if you don't give him 35 million dollars you should give him something at least give him a prove it contract of like 15 well, they, they can tag him again for like i think it's 38 million that might work just to see how he does next year and then once he comes back and is fine then you can give him the big money in terms of what this does for the cowboys even though andy dalton is probably a downgrade and, and that's i'm sure plenty of people can argue he's probably not but i think he is but i honestly do think this is going to bet Partially, it's going to benefit the Cowboys, mainly because they're finally going to run the offense the way it's meant to be run. They're going to play through Zeke now, for sure. It's definitely yeah. going to be a run first attack now. I think we can all agree on that. So this could actually really benefit the Cowboys because they're finally going to use the offense the way it's meant to be used. I agree with you, Jack. I echo all the sentiments towards Dak. I'm not a huge Dak fan at all, as you guys know. But at the end of the day, he, he should have signed the contract last, last offseason, so he should be already rich. Uh, he'll get it eventually. Put $30 million dollars in front of me. I'll take it right now. Exactly. So, so in, yeah, in terms of what you said about the Cowboys with Dalton, you're absolutely right. This should be run through Zeke going forward. But unfortunately for the Dallas Cowboys, it might not matter because this defense is so bad that it just it, – it might not even matter what quarterback they have or how they run the offense. Yeah, I don't know. But they gave up 30 points, 34 points to a giant team. I think it was 16-13-9-9 in terms of how many points they had the first uh, four yeah. weeks of the season. They've scored they two awful. touchdowns. And Mike Nolan is just horrendous. Yeah, so, I you heard I don't know him. what's going to happen with that offense. They may continue to go on this historic pace, but it's not going to matter if this defense doesn't improve. And Andy Dalton can do a whole lot, and he can 
get lead them to nine, 10 wins if, if it's possible, but they probably still won't be a threat in the NFC, even if they do kind of luck their way into a division win, just because this defense is so atrocious. That's yeah, really I all I got to say about I it. I agree. That even I, furthers the point they should play through Zeke because they should control the clock and keep the defense off the field. Yes. So speaking yeah. of a good off, another good offense with a team that also has a struggling defense the Kansas City Chiefs lost their first game of the season to the Oakland Raiders on Sunday, 40-32. to 32. It was a shootout. Mahomes couldn't outdo Derek Carr. Dean, your thoughts? First of all, I just that was one of the best games to watch. Uh, Henry Ruggs is a grown man. That's yeah, number one. Henry good. Ruggs had a day. Seeing the Raiders, you know, this is why we said, we said it last week, these games are sneaky, divisional games, and yeah, the Raiders just put a stamp to our point. The Raiders made it a tough game like we all thought they would. This Raider team is fast. They're slept on. They have a legit offense. This team is going to make the playoffs. This team is a very solid oh, team. Oh, of course they are. Division. They're, the, they're, they're definitely going to snag a wild card. The Las, the Las Vegas Raiders won a shootout over Mahomes, which is surprising to say. And that defense did well. They, they held them. The defense did well. They had a, f- a few picks, especially one in the second half, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. The Las Vegas Raiders did their job. The passing game was effective. Derek Carr went deep to rugs many times, and it came up clutch. The run game I thought did pretty good, but the Raiders' offense is legit. This Raider team is sneaky. They're going to be – they're hungry. You got to look out for this uh, Raiders team. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. The Raiders are hungry. It's kind of funny. I've always – and when I was at Noah's house, it really – like this over my eyes. Like I looked – when you – Derek Carr, even though people think he really hasn't had the good couple – his last couple seasons haven't been great due to the record. But if you look at his numbers, they are phenomenal. I think last year he threw for 4,700 yards and at 70% completion percentage. And, and he was great yesterday. The entire Raiders team was great. I definitely agree and said they can definitely make the wild card. But one thing I got to say, I got to talk about the Chiefs just one quick point. I don't know what they're doing this year, but their offense to me is just not the same. I don't know what they're doing. They're, they're playing a way like – I feel like they're trying to be safer. They're not taking as many deep shots. You're, you're they right. Are. They're not They're not playing as ballsy as they were last exactly. year. Exactly. It's like not the Chiefs. It's not like working for them. Pat Mahomes is playing softer game. football. He's having so many games where he's not throwing for 350 yards. Like, that's what works. That's what got you there. I have an explanation for it, though. This offensive line had some losses last year. They lost Tardif, who's a doctor. He's obviously working with COVID now. So I think a big part of it is that they don't have the time for Mahomes to throw and drop back and kind of run around, find people down the field. And he got crushed the other day against Oakland – or Vegas, excuse me. So if that continues, they might not be able to do the same sort of things they did last year on offense just because the offensive line play is not where it was a year ago. And that's just my opinion. Yeah, but I feel like you got to try and get back to what's working. Like the, one, the games this year that worked for them is because they were playing like themselves. That's why they destroyed the Ravens because they actually played like the Chiefs are meant to be played. They even beat the Texans. All right, on to our last game that we'll talk about. Uh, last night's Monday night thriller, Saints-Chargers went to overtime. I know Aiden's excited about it. But Justin Herbert gave Drew Brees quite a scare, and it was oh, not yeah. a good look for a Saints team that really has Super Bowl aspirations. So what you know, did you think, I think it actually I, – I disagree with you there. I think it was a great look for a Saints team in the second half because it showed that Drew Brees still has that clutch factor. Uh, Drew Brees, he didn't throw any super deep passes, but he was making some good passes. Uh, his, one, his one interception was an ugly interception, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. It wasn't a bad read. It was just a bad throw. Um, and the, the Saints outscored the, uh, outscored the Chargers 27, oh, sorry, no, sorry, 17 to seven in the second half. Um, 
they, they were down 17 points and came back to win that game with a little bit of luck, as I said on, on Instagram last night, uh, thanks to two missed kicks from the Chargers. But I, I'm worried for our pass defense. That was, the, that was the part that struggled. But in the end, they came up big. Marshawn Lattimore with an incredible tackle on Mike Williams, who uh, I actually haven't checked the injury report. How is he doing? That looked like a scary tackle at the end of the game there. Does anyone know? Oh, I don't know. But I know that Keenan Allen uh, was downgraded to out with, I think it was back spasms. And we'll see, yeah. his, we'll yeah. see what his status is. But yeah, I, uh, I hope Mike Williams is okay. That, that, that was a spooky, spooky knee injury. Uh, but yeah, Saints win, and I'll take it at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, we can all we can all agree now for sure. If there was any doubt, Justin Herbert is for real. He looked absolutely phenomenal. What a game for a rookie! Four touchdowns. But in the end, the Saints overcame it. The, the, the Chargers they just can't win. They just can't win games, man. I don't know what it is. Like four games, one yeah. possession. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know, but the Saints they consider themselves a Super Bowl caliber team. That was Super Bowl. That was that was a that was a championship effort to come back to come back like that and to win a close game that you absolutely needed. They are now once again tied for first place in that division. So great, good, good for the Saints. All right. So on to baseball. We'll talk about that for a minute. Two series are in full swing now: the championship series AL and NL. And we've got a 2-0 lead at this point for the Tampa Bay Rays. A 1-0 lead for the Atlanta Braves over the Dodgers. So what have you guys seen through the first couple of days of the championship series? And also, who do you think is going to win them? I know when this gets shown, uh, put on YouTube, and we'll show it to our class uh, on Wednesday, the series will have already gone a little bit farther. But for now, what have, what have you guys seen? This, uh, this it's looking like Rays, Rays Braves right now. Uh, I, am, I am surprised with how well the Rays have looked. And the Braves have only played one game. I kind of hope that the Braves make it over the Dodgers, uh, partially for Charlie Norman's sake. I know he's dealt with a lot uh, with Atlanta. But, you know. It's, I mean, I, I actually really am impressed with the Braves, too. That's what really what I want to focus on. In their first, what is it now, five, six playoff games? Or was it? Yeah, six playoff games. They've got a team ERA of 0.93. That's outstanding. And this is with a starting rotation with question marks, a bullpen that was good all season, but a rotation that really we didn't really know what they were. They had Max Freed and a bunch of unknowns pretty much after that. And they've got a 0.93 ERA as a team through six games. So that's outstanding. They haven't lost yet. And they're going to give the Dodgers quite a scare with that offense. And then if their pitching holds up, they will be quite a threat. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Aiden. It could very well be Braves, Braves, Rays. I know Jeremy Goldstein, he, 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 Jeremy, you know how Aiden and I feel about the, feel about the Rays, man. And how about them Yankees? But it's going to be, it's going to be a close one. Uh, I always, I, I'm actually going to be rooting for the Rays. I respect them because they're the team that, you know, they don't, they, they don't have a lot of flash. They don't make the sexy signings. They're a homegrown team pretty much. And they win, they win the right way. And they're not always in the spotlight. So I'm rooting for them. I mean, Jack, we got, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays pitching has been lights out, mainly the bullpen. The Rays have the best bullpen in the MLB and it's been showing Nick Anderson, Castillo, Fairbanks. I mean, this Rays team has been lights out. Um, the Rays look like the best team so far out of the four teams. Um, if I, of course, you know, you'd be more concerned if you're the Astros compared to the Dodgers, you know, you're only down one zip. You could go out and win the next game. Uh, like you said, Aiden, I hope, for Charlie Norman's sake that the Braves win, but I would kind of like to see Tampa Bay win an underdog team that doesn't see a lot of success. It'd be nice to see the Rays win. 
Yep, I agree 100% with that. And I do think the Dodgers still, I mean, the Braves have been great, but the Dodgers are still such a threat. They've got such an elite offense. And pitching, although Clayton Kershaw is out tonight with back spasms, so that's something to keep an eye on as we go forward. On to our final segment of every episode, winners and losers. Jack, would you like to begin? Um, sure, we're, we're winners. All right, um, I guess I'll go with um, my winner. I will go with, uh, let's say, probably Atlanta Falcons fans, um, the, the head coach, and sorry, sorry, sorry Charlie. Um, the, the head coach, Dan Quinn, and the GM are finally fired, and the Falcons will probably rebuild going forward. It's going to be interesting what they decide. I saw a recent report that Arthur Blank said Matt Ryan's job for next year is not 100% secured. So, And also, he said it's not his decision, which is pretty interesting. I figured as an owner, he kind of wants some input on that, but I guess he's going to leave it up to the new GM. Um, yeah. My, um, winners, yeah. Yeah. Um, my winner is uh, golf. So uh, I don't know if you guys have been following anything to do with golf, but uh, I think Bryson DeChambeau, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's a golfer. He just won uh, his first Masters event. Uh, and some British golfer guy who I've never heard of before came out and insulted him about how he's not playing golf the way it's supposed to be played because he's just building up muscle and whacking the ball as far as he can. And personally, I completely disagree with that. The way golf is supposed to be played is get the ball in the hole as fast as you can. Uh, and so if that means adding on muscle and just smacking it down the, down the course, I'm fine with that. That makes it so much more fun to watch and so much more fun to play. So golf, uh, I think a lot of golfers are going to start doing that soon, and it's going to make it a lot more interesting. I know, golf on a sports show. Who would have thought? Uh, my loser my loser is Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football team. Not only because Washington lost, but um, the Washington football team might be looking at taking a quarterback this year. And Dwayne Haskins could be traded. I feel really bad for a man that, you know, has dealt with so much for a team, but you, you, could, you could only do so much with. And it's not fair that this team cannot develop him right, and he's going to be done dirty by the Washington football team and probably get traded to another team. I mean, this is just unfair for Dwayne Haskins completely. Another Rosen situation. Agree with you. My loser is Quinn Cook of the LA Lakers. You guys might have seen the video the other day after game six where he was left at the arena and they took the bus home without him and he got stuck there and he was commenting on Instagram Lives. I think it was J.R. Smith Instagram Live saying, hey guys, come pick me up. You left me back at the pick arena. So that was funny. You win your second championship. You go to three straight NBA finals. You win your second title and uh, rewarded by being left at the, uh, at the arena in Disney, Disney World. So that was kind of funny. Uh, so that's my loser of the week. That's it for us at Agree to Disagree. We'll be back later this week with another episode. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, on Instagram, all the different platforms on Spotify. So we're active on all those. And uh, check us out on 1306 Sports. And I uh, hope everybody has a good day, good week, and uh, we'll see you soon. Peace.